Hey everyone, welcome to Two Brothers Review, a podcast where uh, two brothers talk about movies. Uh, for the end of the year, 2017, we wanted to share our list of favorite movies of the past year. Uh, I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And we're just two brothers that like movies. And the way we're going to do this is give a rundown of our top five favorite movies. We'll start with our number five and move to number one and alternate who gets to share their movie. So Ty, how about you start out with your uh, fifth favorite movie of 2017? Yeah. Uh, It was fun to look back at the year and... Uh, I was surprised how many movies I saw on the list of movies that came out last year that I hadn't seen. Um, So I made a list definitely getting ready for this podcast of the 2017 movies I still need to see. Um, I did the same thing. Yeah, that'd be interesting. We should should share uh, one or two that we want to see now that we didn't, our, our, our regrets that we missed in 2017. But my number five I picked was Mudbound, which only, I don't think it was in theaters at all, but it was on Netflix and it was, uh, a film about based on a book about a family, a white family in the South that buys a farm, and the share the black sharecropper family that's already living on that farm, and how they interact. Did you see it? No, I didn't see that. I really loved it, and it's it's a very powerful story, and it also has a character that's very flawed but tries hard. I don't know, one of the more interesting characters I thought in movies this year. It's not even on my list of ones I thought I missed, so I'll have to add it. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, in the 60 region of best films of the year, if you looked at a list. Um, cool. My number five movie from last year was Logan Lucky. Uh, I thought it was just a lot of fun. The characters were really great. I liked Adam Driver. Kind of a weird role for him. But just really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was a great one. It's in my honorable mentions. Oh, good. <laughs> you thought Adam Driver was in a, a weird role for him, but I think Daniel Craig was super... That, that role was really interesting for him. Yeah, that was a, a very big, a big shift for, yeah, kind of the type of character he typically plays. And, and I thought he did a great job in it. Really, I thought uh, the people in that movie were, were really good. It was fun to watch them. I bet actors love it when they get cast in movies like that where they're... They're going to be totally different than they usually are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can snake. You do yeah. four. I'll do. I'll go four first. Um, my number four uh, movie of 2017 is Get Out. Um, I remember going to see this movie in uh, February last year. Uh, just saw it alone at a theater, in Wisconsin, and just uh, kind of grip gripping the whole time through the movie. Just I thought it was so good. Uh, such an interesting concept. Really well executed. Nice. Uh, we did not talk about this list beforehand at all, but my number four is also Get Out. I wanted you to say Get Out so badly there. Uh. Um, yeah, I. Saw, it's interesting because I also saw it in what I would describe memorable circumstances. I saw it at the AMC Theater in Times Square, and but it was a mostly black audience, and the 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 black audience loved it. I mean, it was so interesting and cool to hear them whoop and holler, and they loved the character of uh, of the the main character's friend, who's the TSA security guard, who kind of saves them at the end. Um, they they loved. 
every time he would be on because he was kind of the voice of reason in it. And yeah, uh, the phone calls to him where he's just like, "Man, what are you doing? Yeah, you gotta you gotta leave." Yeah, and it's like it's like all the anxieties of black people when they have to interact with whites in America are all kind of voiced by him, and um, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful experience. And uh, yeah, and then the film I think is just so uh, clever and intellectually interesting, and such a deep metaphor that provides a lot of um, you know you could talk about it forever. Okay, so should we keep going? Yes, go ahead with your number three. Okay, uh, for my number three, then I I chose a movie. I mean, all, the last three movies I had a really hard time putting them in in order uh, in deciding which one would be first, but. Uh, so I really love all three of these, but my number three is going to be Good Time, which <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. Did you see it, Reed, or did you just make fun of me? No, I no, I did see it off of your recommendation, and I feel like I had an anxiety attack. Oh, right, that's right. Uh, which is amazing, right? That a film could do that. I mean, what power? That's true. I think I think it, I have watched it twice in theaters this year, which is unusual. I don't usually do that, so I, have, I feel like I know it better than most movies this year. And I I think it's just astounding how he sets up obstacle after obstacle. They come so fast. And uh, I also really like the acting in it, uh, especially the brother. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Robert Pattinson feels very kind of authentic in that role. And it is one of the movies that I feel like I've thought about maybe the most since seeing it, which... You know, sometimes you see a movie and it never comes back into your mind, but a uh, good time is something I think about somewhat regularly. Yeah. And I also want to say I think it's shot beautifully, so gritty, um, and the colors, and it, a lot of it happens at night, and there's scenes with very dramatic lighting, and uh, I think it's I think it's awesome. Visually awesome. Great. Uh, my My third favorite movie last year was... Uh, Wind River. I know it's not going to be on your list. Uh, and I'm not going to say it's a perfect movie. But I did. I uh, just think it was, I don't know, kind of compelling and interesting story. Very pretty. Uh, I love that kind of someone being good at their job type of movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know you don't like it. So it's I okay. did like it, but that's cool. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, and then we'll go on. So my second favorite movie last year was Lady Bird. Uh, I think the movie was uh, kind of wonderful, just felt very authentic. Um, I think the story was just interesting. I mean, if you have a mother, you should see Lady Bird. You thought the mother daughter relationship was super compelling? Yeah, I thought. Explain what you mean. If you had a mother, you should see it. Oh, I just think that relationship makes you think about your own mother, definitely, and in a comparison or, you know, you can see similarities. And I just think it was an interesting arc for them to transition or sort of, I don't know, go through a lot of a different emotions. And I think Lady Bird eventually understood more about her mother, even if she didn't agree with what her mother's choices were, how her mother acted. Okay. I strongly disliked Lady Bird. We didn't ever do a podcast about it. Maybe we still will. We'll see. Yeah, I just felt like it was so twee and so uh, pretentious. And um, I'm in a screenwriting class, and we had a discussion about it this last week. 
about how it's a coming of age story and coming of age stories almost never make uh, commercial success because the stakes are so low. My reaction to the film was a little bit of like, okay, who cares about this girl? Her life's not that interesting or I don't know. That's, that's interesting for me to hear you say that because I think movies you really like sometimes are about uninteresting or I'm surprised you haven't said Patterson yet and I'm guessing it's still on your list. So <laughs> I would say that's as uninteresting of a movie. Okay, well, we can wait for my discussion of that one or we can hit it right now, but... Well, if it's not your number set two, it must be your number one. Let's let's go. It must be. Uh, my number two is The Square. Did you see that one? No, I haven't. That is on my list of uh, movies to still see. That, to me, is also sort of my perfect movie because it has, it has kind of a social... It's kind of a social metaphor or allegory talking about kind of real world problems, but it also has very interesting characters, great little set pieces, like interesting thing hap- things happen, um, which I think is an indication of good creative writing. And then also as this incredible commentary on modern art, which um, I really love art. So I think it's a great way to be self-aware and self-reflective as an artist um, to watch a movie like this and to see this filmmaker working just for me is so interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but it, I saw it on the list of best movies of last year, and it looks like a movie that I, that I would like. So I'll make sure I get to that. Nice. All right, time for the number ones. I think you're up first. Okay, my number one is Patterson. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Thanks for the spoiler. So you said that you think it's a movie about nothing, and you think I like movies about nothing, which is Interesting. What I think I like is movies that have multiple layers of meaning and that that combine multiple art forms. So sort of like The Square. Patterson does the same thing. He's working on a level of telling a personal history uh, of that town and also then an actual history, like a known history. So talking about the artists that lived there. Then on top of that, he does this story about a guy who's in a relationship that's kind of in a dead end or where he doesn't feel a lot of emotion and the ways that he deals with that is through the art form of poetry and he's a writer and so you see him writing and you see how what he sees in his real life uh, is reflected back in what he writes so there's that that dynamic so there's multiple layers yeah, and also uh, you just feel the love that the filmmaker has for the place. And I think films that, that are made out of love have a, you can tell. Yeah, there's no cynicism in it, which I really, really love. And I respect that. It just wasn't the movie for me last year. <laughs> That's okay. It didn't, it, it, uh, I looked it up because I, I wanted to be sure. And it, it technically opened December 28th, 2016 in limited release, so... I don't know if it fully counts as a 2017 movie, but for me it was. I definitely saw it in 2017. We'll let it slide, I guess. Yeah. This, this once. 2018, don't pull that junk in here. <laughs> okay. All right, my number one movie of last year was a movie we saw together. Uh, I thought it was really funny and kind of amazing, the technical 
planning that must have gone into shooting this movie. It's free fire. Yeah. Uh, and just the knowing where everyone was, was keeping track of the situation of different characters uh, and just the kind of interaction between the characters. I mean, they had a great, you know, Cillian Murphy, Army Hammer, I don't know his name, but that New Zealander guy, uh, all were just so interesting, I thought. Yeah, I loved it too. Fun movie. Super, super fun. <laughs> uh, I, I'm laughing at the memory of the way all of them died. I don't know what that says. Oh, yeah, just so, I guess kind of the, the realistic violence, so shocking. That person that finally, you just see the car slowly coming for them. <laughs> and it takes so long. It's just so ridiculous at the end. And then they, they don't make it. It is the guy that burns to death. Yeah. The double crossing. <laughs> Or yeah, just getting like casually shot and being so upset about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was another one I thought. I, I just thought about it. I don't know that it had it had more of an impact on me than other movies this last year. Yeah. And it's on Amazon now. Um, if you ever want to revisit, you should. Everyone should watch that movie. Yeah. All right, before we close out, I thought it was a good idea to hit a couple of things that were close to the top five for us. Uh, let's just do this kind of quick, quick shot. So do you want to go just wonder what were the couple of honorable mentions that didn't quite make it for you? Dunkirk, uh, The Salesman, which is an Iranian movie that I loved. Killing of a Sacred Deer, Free Fire, Blade Runner 2049, The Lost City of Z. I feel like people, many people didn't see that. Logan Lucky, Atomic Blonde, I really liked. Uh, Columbus, which is a small art film about a, a guy who visits Columbus, Indiana. And I, Daniel Blake, I thought was uh, pretty good. No, um, honorable mentions, not every movie that came out last year. Whatever. <laughs> That's it, I'm done. <laughs> okay, let's keep it. <laughs> How many do you have? Five. Okay. I mean, I just read through a list of the movies that, you know, movies last year, wrote down ones I liked, and then ranked them on a scale, and then picked the top five and ranked those out of five. But the ones that weren't in my top five from that, were uh, Dunkirk, Blade Runner 2049, Baby Driver, Good Time, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Okay. That's pretty good. So I think we had a lot of crossover in that, I don't know, 6 to 10 range and only get out from our top five this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. We like slightly different movies for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we definitely have different sensibilities. Yeah, which is good. Taste. Oh, okay. Yeah. It would be it'd be a little boring if it was just a podcast of two identical people talking about movies. Yeah, it's true. Um, do you want to say a couple movies you wish you'd seen? Yeah, I like that idea too. I'll go first. Um, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, Dave Made a Maze, The Beguiled, A Ghost Story. And um, Personal Shopper were movies that I thought I should make sure I go back in and see. Wait, did we talk about Dave Made a Maze or how did you know about it? Uh, well, I saw a, a description when I was looking at movies from last year. Uh, but I do, and then I remembered it because you had also recommended it to me once. Yeah, it was a pretty small movie. That, that reminded me too, Band-Aid. I would put that on my short, on my honorable mention list. That was a great one. The ones that I wanted to see that I didn't, 
There's a movie called Lady Macbeth that got good reviews, retelling a, a, an old Russian story called Lady Macbeth of Matinsk. That was supposed to be really good, and I wish I would have seen it. I didn't see Detroit. Did you see it? No, I didn't. Yeah, I like her movies, and it, it just got kind of bad reviews. Or I feel in the moment it didn't do great, but... Um, yeah. The Death of Stalin, which was a comedy that uh, didn't get very much play, but... or publicity but um i really wanted to see it and looking back i saw a trailer for that and i thought it looked so funny yeah i don't know when it when it came out or if it ever got wide release or where it's available yeah i'm sure it didn't get wide release sorry no it didn't it didn't get a wide release <laughs> um i didn't see very many documentaries in 2017 which is kind of a bummer uh i want to do better in 2018 the one that the documentary that i kept seeing come up when i was looking for movies of 2017 was the faces places about the French, yeah, like a French new wave artist, and then a a much younger filmmaker, and they make a documentary. Yeah, it's gotten amazing reviews. Everyone loves it. Yeah. Did you watch the trailer? No, I didn't watch it. I haven't watched it or anything. Just I saw the I, every list had it. I was like, do this many people really like documentaries? Or I it looks so boring to me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think my tastes are changing, and I'm becoming less interested in documentaries. But hmm. I, I guess I've never been that into documentary films. I'd much rather read a book or something, or watch a real movie. <laughs> They're real movies too. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to Sundance again this year, and not seeing any documentaries while we're there. Oh yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah. At Sundance, the good ones to see are the documentaries because they're the ones you can't see anywhere else, really. No, the good ones are on Amazon now. Are they? Yeah, Amazon has a set of documentaries and and movies from Sundance that they buy and make available. All right, cool. Well, thanks for uh, joining us to talk about the our favorite movies of 2017. Uh, I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley, and here's to a great 2018. <laughs>